0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 24. I'm your host Riley. What's going on guys? We got a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. We have two tournaments to recap. Uh, Farmers Insurance Open is this week out in San Diego. Uh, We're finally starting to get into the swing of the main PGA Tour schedule. Florida Swing coming up soon. The rest of the California tournaments. uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open is coming up. Uh, But a couple tournaments to recap. Uh, going over the Farmers Insurance, the field is loaded. John Rahm's back. Rory's making his PGA Tour year debut. Brooks Kepka's in the field. Tony Jordan Spieth is here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a bunch of bunch of guys in the field. So we got that to go over. Going to recap our bets and then you know do our classic wind up of the show with all the betting information that you guys need for the week. As I'm recording this episode right now uh DraftKings has not released their full lineup of bets. The only things that I can see, I actually just refreshed it now that I'm looking at my computer and they just now have top 20. So we're going to go over that kind of stuff. Um But I more kind of wrote down in my notes guys to look at, stats to look at, that kind of stuff every week, but even more this week just because they haven't released the full top 30, top 40, but those will be included, obviously, on the betting blog posted to Twilight 9 Wednesday late morning with the final card and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But before we get into the American Express recap, uh, one headline, and it is tough news. It actually came out, I think, the day that the last episode was published. The last Tuesday, I think it was. Tiger Woods is out indefinitely uh, because of a fifth back surgery. Microdisectomy procedure, if I pronounce that right, uh, it, was, it was to remove a uh, pressurized disc fragment that was pinching a nerve. Um I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about there or pronouncing those words right, but that's what it was for. He's going to be out at least two months, including this week's Farmers, including the Genesis, and he's kind of like a title sponsor for both of those events. Obviously, he's won at Tory eight times, so that's going to be a bummer, especially at the Genesis. I love him at the Genesis. Uh, that's a great tournament, another field that's usually loaded, so that's tough. Sources close to Tiger said that he hopes to be ready to go by the Masters. Uh, The doctors that performed the surgery said that it went very, very well and expect Woods to make full recovery. So that's very good news on that front. But again, it's a bummer that he's going to be out even just a week, just because you never know how his back is going to react to anything. So that's definitely a bummer. In Abu Dhabi, Rory, uh, during I don't know if it was during an interview or press conference or something. I guess Rory's known for a while. He's known since the last week of December. And apparently Tiger's really good. He's been doing really good. He's already kind of taken like half swing swings with wedges, according to the Golf Channel guy. I forget his name. Uh, but his like buddy there. What's his name? Nota. But we'll see Tiger, hopefully for the Masters. I mean, he's got to go to Augusta National. The Masters definitely isn't the same thing without Tiger. Uh, so that would be a bummer if he can't play in the Masters. But I think he'll be good. He's He bounces back pretty well, as we saw a couple years ago at the Tour Championship. But that's it for headlines. Uh, So let's get into the American Express recap. Uh, Siwoo Kim gets his third PGA Tour victory. He played phenomenal golf down the stretch. Tied it on 16, won it on 17, part 18 coming in. Uh, This is his third win, like I said. And if you guys don't know that name, which most of you probably do, he was the youngest player to ever win the Players' Championship in Jacksonville at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, That was in 2017. I think he was 21 at the time. He joins a very short list of international players to get three PGA Tour victories before turning 20 or 25 and younger. I think there's only like six or seven guys on the list, and Siwoo Kim's one of them. So he's racking them up. It's just funny because he shot 66, 67, and 64 at the stadium course. One of the rounds was at the Nicholas Courts, which plays easier but that was his worst round of the week was actually at the uh, Nicholas course. So he shot that and didn't make a bogey the entire time. It just goes to show and I saw a tweet about this how much golf has changed, right? In 1987, Tom Watson was quoted saying, "I'm sick and tired of these courses. It requires you to execute shots that no sane golfer should be expected to play." And f- under 40 years later, we're at a point where Siwoo Kim shoots 66, 67, 64. And doesn't make a bogey at that same exact golf course that Watson was talking about. And Watson is an all-time great, and it's crazy that that's where golf is now. But that's that's what it is. And golf, last year at this tournament, he shot an 87 that included a nine, two eights, and two sixes. And then he comes back the next year and wins the tournament by a stroke. Crazy. Like I said, birdie the par 5, 16th to take the lead, then hit it to 18 feet on 17, which 17 is, I wasn't super familiar with the stadium course. I knew a little bit of information about the design and all that kind of stuff. I didn't really know about 17, and that is one of the more intimidating greens I think I've ever seen. It's a little bit bigger once you get down to the green, but from the tee, it looks like sawgrass. Like it is surrounded by water rocks it looks tiny from their vantage point especially because they're going down on it so that makes it even look smaller but he puts it to 18 feet drains it to take the one shot lead and then part 18 for the win crazy for the week he was 10th in strokes gained off the tee second in approach and eighth on the green so when you're top 10 in everything for the week you're gonna finish high and he was first tee to green so when you combo first tee to green strokes gained and eighth on the greens that's very hard to beat that uh, so Siwoo Kim was just lights out. So he gets his third win. The guy, this the surprise of the weekend, just because of how low he was. Patrick Cantlay had a monster weekend. He made the cut on the number and then went sixty five and sixty one over the weekend to finish solo second. And he was like in the lead for part of Sunday. He was playing ridiculous golf. His scorecard on Sunday was like nauseating to look at. That somebody can play that good of golf. Since 2010, there have only been three players to win a tournament after making the cut on the number, and Cantley would have made the fourth. I think Rory won at Quail Hollow making the cut on the number. I forget the other two. It's been a while. It's been like eight years, I think, since that happened. Um, but man, what a finish. He made 20 birdies over the weekend. He was fifth in strokes gained off the tee, or no, fifth in strokes gained uh, tee to green, and then third in strokes gained putting. So again, Top five week in putting and tee to green. You're going to have a huge week, and he did. The last two days, actually. He didn't play great the first two days, but he got it going on the weekend. It was crazy. Next guy we have to talk about, Tony Finau. And He's already notoriously a guy that plays really well the first three days of the tournament, and then just kind of chokes it away on Sunday. And sometimes it's not even a choke. Sometimes it just, he doesn't, he'll shoot under par, but it's just not good enough for whether that's the course that they're playing that week or the guys in the field or whatever. But Tony is just continuing to add to his mystique of being a guy that just can't get it done in the fourth round. He entered the fourth round of the golf tournament tied for the lead um, with guys. I think Si Woo Kim was one of them. And then Max home was the other one, which I'll talk about after that. Since the start of the 2016-2017 season, Tony has the most top 10s without a win, and he has 34 top 10s since 2016-2017 start of that season. The next closest is 16. He has almost double, and that 16 actually Tommy Fleetwood. And I think a couple uh, there's a couple other guys in there, but ridiculous. And he's entered the fourth round of a golf tournament in the lead or tied for the lead 18 times. He's only won once. Crazy. It is it doesn't make any sense that Tony Finau only has one PGA Tour victory. I don't know if I can say that enough. The guy finishes, as the stats back up, in the top 10, top 20 every single week. And he's won one time. And it's not like he's just backdooring these like Rory used to and still does kind of. But he's, he's right there at the top of the leaderboard and then just cannot get it done on Sunday. So I don't know what it is. He missed two putts inside four feet on Sunday. He shot four under. Like, he had a solid round of golf. But when Cantlay is shooting 10 under, 11 under, and then you got other guys like Siwoo Kim bogey-free, eight under on Sunday, like, you have to keep up with those guys. And he just didn't. He fell way short, and he finished solo fourth. So another good week, another top five, another top ten. But Tony's got to get it done one of these times because he's so notorious at doing this. It was the least surprising thing of all time that he just didn't win. It was insane, and then my guy Max Homa. Um, I like what I like watching Max Homa play golf. He's got a sweet swing, so fundamental, um, just right to the top in the slot on the way down. Plays a little baby cut most of the time. He's just got a beautiful swing. He was playing some serious golf um, during the first three days. I think he went through a stretch where he had like a double and a triple and he still played nine under through that like 20 something whole stretch. It was just crazy, crazy good golf. But the final round, he was not, didn't have it on Sunday. He shoots a final round 76. I think he even finished outside the top 20. I think he was T21. So that's tough going into the fourth round, leading the tournament, thinking you at least have a locked up top five and then you finished outside the top 20. So that's tough for Max, but he's actually in the field. We're going to talk about him later for the farmer's insurance because he's in the field in San Diego this week. And I think I kind of like him. He seems very motivated to get better. Like he's grinding all the, like he stopped doing, I mean, he can do the swings anyway on Twitter because he's super funny, but he kind of stopped doing that kind of stuff and focused more on just getting better at golf. And it showed this week because he was on, he's rolling it. Uh, he uses the same putter. I believe that uh, JT had that Scotty with the fangs on the back of it. Uh, he has one of those, I think, but he was rolling it. The swing looks really, really good. His coach, um, actually, just won PGA Coach of the Year, 2020, I think. So he's working with a really good guy, Mark Burnell, I think his name is. Um, so he was just playing really good golf. It was good. It was good to see. Um, best bets, so or bets wise for the week for the Amex, and we'll go over the uh, Abu Dhabi bets. We came close to another huge. We came close to a huge week this week. We hit answer top twenty. Finally, he finished T five. Uh, I was worried he was outside the top twenty at some point on Sunday, even on Saturday, I think. But then he had a really good final round, so that was hit that for plus one sixty three. And then Taylor Gooch had a huge Saturday and then a solid Sunday, and he finished inside the top twenty five. He T twenty one, and we got top forty plus one twenty five. Didn't hit any other one, so that was a bit of a bummer. If we didn't hit some Abu Dhabi bets, but we did. But we needed Hadwin to birdie the last hole, and he would have finished in the top in the top 20, which would have been huge because that was like plus 300, I think. And then he ended up making bogey, which sucked. Uh, but that would have been plus... 300 and then Landry shot plus four over the weekend after two solid rounds of golf on Thursday and Friday shot plus four over the weekend and took himself right out of the top 40 that didn't really have any chance. Like he just could not get anything going over the weekend. So that was always kind of like out of the picture. I thought Hadwin had a shot just because he had a great final round, a shot for birdie. He just needed birdie on his last hole and we would have hit it, but he didn't. Uh, Abu Dhabi Hatton gets the win. Um, Very, I'm not great. I don't feel great about reporting that news. Uh, I like Terrell Hatton, but my guy was leading after three rounds, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, he moves to fifth in the uh, world golf rankings. Ridiculous that people are still taking like people don't talk about Terrell Hatton that much, and it's crazy that they don't talk about him. He's just winning golf tournaments after missing the U.S. after, after missing the cut, excuse me, at the U.S. Open. He has two wins, a T three, a T seven, and a T eight. Two top ten to top five and two wins since missing the cut at the US Open at Wingfoot. Crazy golf that this guy's playing. That the guy he's ranked over Rory right now. He's ranked over Brooke Kepka right now. Like Terrell Hatton is making moves in the World Golf rankings and just the world of golf in general. People got to start paying attention because he's he won the Arnold Palmer. He won this. He won the BMW championship on the Euro Tour. Like the guy's playing some golf. Shot a final round six under one by four shots. So congratulations, Terrell Hatton. Under my guy. Rory played phenomenal golf on Thursday, or technically Wednesday Wednesday night, because they play because the time difference. They, they finished Thursday morning though. Ridiculous golf on Thursday. Everything was working. The putter, the putting stroke looked fantastic. The iron play was really good. Friday wasn't good. I think he shot even par. Then Saturday he went very good again. Just looked. His game just looked very complete. But like Rory, he's in the lead, one-stroke lead, heading into Sunday, and then he shot an up-and-down even par, ended up losing by, like, six or something like that. In the last 14 years, he has finished inside the top five 13 times in his year debut. So the first tournament of the year, right, in 2021 was this one. He hasn't played in 2021 before this. This was—excuse me—his first appearance in 2021— top five he's done that 13 times in the last 14 years he loves the the start of the season not even the start of the season started the calendar year loves it um but he's never won top five 13 times he's never won so and he's another one he's not on females level but Rory's got to start closing some of these tournaments he closed the players uh but he just and he didn't even do that in like convincing fashion like it was kind of like needed to put his training wheels on and then he kind of got it going at the end of the round but he's got to start learning how to close more tournaments too because he's got to start winning a lot more. He hasn't won since late 2019, I think. So we're going, we're coming on like a year, over a year since his last win. He's coming into, and we'll talk about him later, but he's coming into a section of the, the schedule that he really, really likes. So I'm hoping for a win. I'm hoping for a win, let's just say early April. Uh, but we won our bet with Rory that I said on the show. I said top five, he top five. So we hit that for plus 150. And then we hit Tommy Fleetwood top 10 for plus 138. And then we ended up losing the Victor Perez bet top 20. Didn't hit. He was kind of lurking right around the top 20. I think he entered Sunday inside the top 20. He was like T16. And then he shot a final round four under. So that killed that. That would have been a huge going three for three in Abu Dhabi. But that plus 150 and plus 138 on top of the bets that we had for the Amex, we were up plus 0.76 units. Over the weekend, which isn't great. Uh, not winning a bunch of money won. If you, all those bets were $100 bets for you, you won 76 bucks. So a little over, a little in the green, but I mean, it's better than losing money. So there you go. But hopefully we can kind of get it going here. We're going to, uh, I don't think I'm going to talk about it on the show just because I haven't, I might take a little bit of a quick look. I haven't really looked at the Dubai Desert Classic yet. That's another tournament over on the European Tour that is loaded. With guys this week so that'll be featured in the blog come wednesday but as i have i have draft kings up on my computer right now right in front of my face so i might take a look at it here in a second after we uh go over the farmer's insurance open so let's do it back in san diego um and it's interesting because we're at torrey pines north and south obviously they play the field will play North or South, either North and South rather, either Thursday or Friday because they switch the courses. And then for the weekend, the South. So you play three rounds at the South course. And if you guys don't know, the US Open this year in a couple months is at Torrey Pines South. So this is kind of a a good look at what the course is going to kind of look like. They're growing out the rough. They're shrinking the fairway. So these guys are here. Obviously, they want to win this golf tournament because that's why they're here, but they're also here to prepare for the bigger prize, which is the U.S. Open coming in a couple months, and we'll talk about one big name missing that I think it's very interesting he's not playing this week. Uh, last year, Mark Leishman shot a fine round 65, 7 under and beat out John Ron by a stroke. In 2019, Justin Rose outperformed another stack field and beat Adam Scott by two shots. So a lot of big name guys win this golf tournament. Tiger, of course, has won it what seven times. Uh, Jason Day's won it a couple times. Sneds has won it a couple times. Sneds has a ridiculous record at this at this golf course, like a crazy record. So he's definitely gonna be got to look at, especially since his odds are like crazy to win. But he'll be another guy to look at. Let's go over the field. After a WD last week, for no reason, there was no reason given. I mean, I guess he doesn't really need to give a reason. John Rahm is back at a course where he's seen a lot of success. He has a win here, he has a T5 here, and he has a solo second at this golf course. So he likes Torrey Pines. It kind of fits. He can hit it a long way. We'll go over all this in a little bit, but he hits it a long way. And then when the weather picks up, he has the wedge game and the short game to kind of get up and down when you start missing a lot of greens and regulation. So it kind of makes sense. He's just an all-around fantastic golfer. But my guy's also back, like I just said, Roy McElroy making the long trip from Abu Dhabi to San Diego to make his 2021 PGA Tour debut. And he's coming off, although he blew the, blew the win, I guess you could say, on the Euro Tour, he's coming off a nice finish. I mean, solo third, that's not bad. Um, and has grabbed top fives in his last two appearances at this event. So he's also seen very good success. Uh, last year, the weather was good, so that when the weather's good, it kind of turns into a just a long drive competition at Torrey Pines. So that could be one of the reasons why Roy came in the top five because he's one of the longest guys on tour, but he's going to be another guy to target uh, for us later in the show just because of his recent form plus his recent history at this golf course is very good. So those two things we're going to look at that for sure. Other big names in the field, Matty Wolf's back Xander who we're definitely going to target. Uh, I don't know how much I'm going to talk to him about him on the show, But he will definitely be on the card somewhere when the blog drops on Wednesday. Brooks Kepka's here, Tony Finau, Ricky Fowler, among a bunch of others. Like I said, Jordan Spieth's in the field, all those guys. So the field's loaded. Two courses, north course is a par 72, a little over 7,200 yards. It's the scorecard yardage. It's definitely the easier the two courses. The boys are definitely going to have to take advantage of this golf course. In a 2016, redesigned bunkers were taken out. Greens were made larger. And that's because the South is so tailored to the best players in the world because they host a tournament every year. They're in the U.S. Open rotation. They made the North course. They wanted to include it, obviously, on the same property, but they wanted the North course to be more of a public, everyday golfer-friendly golf course. And it makes a lot of sense when you can have two birds with one stone right two great golf courses one for public one for the big boys so it's a little bit easier the guys can really go low here so they have to take advantage of that round on thursday or friday when they can shoot a low score at the north course uh south course is a par 72 monster at 7800 yards it's a beast the redesign included an addition of 500 yards fairway bunkers were scattered all throughout the golf course but kind of in Reese Jones fashion, the layout's like kind of boring Uh, with such a cool location for the property, right? You have the coastline right there. You're in San Diego, California. The routing is pretty boring. The holes are just straight, thin, and long. Like that's it. You just go back and forth and it's just long hole after long hole into a tight fairway with rough up to your ankles, So it's tough. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Tory Pines self. I don't really like the golf course, but some of the guys do. Some of the guys don't. It's one of those courses on tour. That's kind of it. It's 50, 50 whether guys really like this golf course, but we'll see with the, with the long rough, you might think and the tight fairways, you think driving accuracy is very much needed at this golf course. It kind of, I mean, obviously hitting fairways is always going to be important, but because they're so skinny because they're so thin fairways it affects everybody right even if you have a guy that hits 75 percent of fairways having them even thinner that's going to affect him because you don't get the every once in a while where you hit the rough it comes back whatever you don't get those so it's whether when you get into that conversation it's whether you want a guy hitting from the rough with a wedge or a guy with a seven iron right that's why driving distance is going to be Huge this week, uh, Poa greens at both golf courses, which are a little bit unique, just because not a lot of guys are used to playing Poa. Not of them, not a lot of them grew up on Poa. By the end of the day, they're a little rough, little bumpy. Putting kind of goes out the window, just because it's tough when the when the greens get bumpy like that and they're not rolling true. It's kind of just a shit show of who makes putts and who doesn't. Right? If somebody gets an unlucky bounce, it's not going in. So Poa greens, and then the weather this week. Adding a little just because, you know, looking at the weather might help a little betting. So we're going to add a little weather segment now. Uh, Thursday, 40% chance of rain, 14 mile an hour winds. Friday, 70% chance of rain, 14 mile an hour winds. Saturday, 10% chance of rain, 9 mile an hour winds, mostly sunny. Sunday, no rain, 10 miles an hour. So it's going to be kind of a luck to the draw, right? You don't want south on Friday. You don't want south on Friday just because of that weather. And it's a bummer just because... As I'm recording, we don't know tea times and groupings and all that kind of stuff. That might come into play on Wednesday when we have all that information. Like you might not want to target a guy that has to play south on Friday just because the weather looks like it's going to be shitty, right? 14 mile an hour winds plus rain, definite rain. That's tough. Uh, so we're going to, you know, dabble that into the conversation when it comes to Wednesday when the betting article comes out. Key stats I already said it. Driving distance is going to be huge. Aside from SNEDs in 2016, all recent. Reason- Past champions can move it, right? Leishman can move it. That was last year. John Rahm is a past champion, recent past champion here. Jason Day, all those boys can move it. So the narrow fairways, like I said earlier, affect everybody. So when you can get it down there, get it down there further and have wedge out of the rough instead of six iron, instead of seven iron, even instead of eight iron, that's a huge advantage if you can pick up 30 yards on the rest of the field. So that's why bombers usually have a good time here. Data golf information, uh, course fit South. We're just going to cover self just because that's where most of the rounds are played. So course fit self. Number one is Harding park, GC. So where we played the PGA championship in 2020, Colin Morikawa won it. That's number one. Number two, stadium course where we were last week, which is not surprising because when we did the course fit for data golf last week. This one was one of the ones for stadium course. And then number three is Trump National Doral, which is also not surprising because that was one to stadium course last week. So Harding Park, GC, that's going to be big because course comparison, you can see how they did at Harding Park, see how they went around and maybe use that. Trending of the players in the field. Number one, Xander Schauffele, his last three starts are a T17, a T17 and a T5. He's still on a stretch of playing ridiculous golf since pretty much the restart He's a native kid. He grew up in San Diego. Grew up in California. This is gonna. He's gonna be the biggest storyline. I talked about it in the show when we covered all of the majors, and I predicted all the major winners. He's gonna be the biggest storyline going into the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, and he should be one of the favorites as he is heading into this week. And he's number one on trending, so you could use that also. Uh, John Rahm is a T two, T seven, and T seven also. He's second in trending, and then number three is my guy, Rory, T17, T5, and 3. So he's trending in the right direction. He's going to be a really, really big name to look out for this week. Am I biased? Sure, but whatever. Percent chance to win, baseline, course history, course fit, all that kind of stuff. John Rahm is number one at 13.5%. Rory McIlroy is 9.3%, and Xander Shoffley is 6.8% to win. Betting odds. Let's go over some betting odds. The outright favorite, as he should be, even though WD last week, is John Rahm at plus 710. All this is on DraftKings like it always is. Rory McIlroy, plus 875. Xander Schauffele, plus 1,200. Tony Finau, plus 1,700. Harris English is going to be a very interesting guy to look out for this week. He's coming off a win at the Sony. Um, He made a start after that, but he's been playing some very, very good golf. And he has not recently good history, but back in the day, Back in the day, he had some high finishes at this golf course, so he's definitely going to be named to watch. He's plus 2200 Matsuyama's plus 2500. He's coming off a week where his iron play, his tee to green numbers were crazy good. And then he can't putt. So, but on pole greens, we'll see. Uh, Patrick Greed, another guy to watch. We're going to bring him up in a second. He's plus 2500 Victor Hovland, insane iron player. He's plus uh, 3050. Matty Wolf, plus 3400. Jason Day, who has won this tournament that, a thousand times, is plus 3500. Billy Herschel is plus 3500. Scotty Scheffler's down there. Siwoo Kim's there. You don't get to Brooks Kepka until plus 3600. 3650, actually. So he might be, when you can get Brooks at a value pick at a golf course that you need to bomb it, seems pretty obvious, but we'll see. Sungjae Im, it's kind of getting disrespected, I think. He's playing a bunch of good golf and he's still way down on the leaderboard plus thirty-six fifty. That's crazy value for him. And then the reigning champion of the farmer's insurance open, you don't get to until plus forty-one fifty. So there is insane value even further down this leaderboard. And that helps just because the field's loaded. Um, but we're gonna bring up a guy in a second, like Cameron Davis is plus seven thousand to win this thing. Griot's playing good golf plus seven thousand. So there's just a bunch of there is so much value this week, which I love. So let's get into it. Let's talk. Let's talk some guys to watch. Uh, talk some bets that I'm already thinking about. You guys already have the information. Go over some bets, and then we'll wrap it up. So, right now we're going to start with a guy that we actually made money with last week at the American Express, and that's Taylor Gooch. We bet him top forty plus one twenty five. Hit him with a t twenty one. Of the 14 players in this field that have gained over a stroke per round on the South course, minimum 12 rounds. So you got to play a lot of golf at the South course and you have to be good at it. Taylor Gooch is one of those guys in the field this week that has gained, on average, a stroke per round, which is huge when you're dealing with a course that's that long, that tough. That's big to be in that conversation. He's coming off a of T21. He. He top five tier in 2019. He finished T3, and he's 13th on tour and trending. So he's right up there at the top of the list. So he's top, I think, 10 trending in the field this week. They don't have odds for top 30s or top 40s. He's so far down on the list that I think you could probably bet him again for a top 40 and get some pretty damn good value when the odds come out because I didn't see, even when I got to plus 7,000, I'm going to look on my computer for a second, but even when I got down to that section of the board. I didn't even see his name yet. So if you take into account that, I mean, you're going to be able to get some serious value for Taylor Gooch. Yeah, plus 8,500 to win. So you're probably going to be able to get a top 40 for like plus 130, plus 140, something like that. So that's probably going to, that's going to be one to definitely look at just because of his history at the South course. And he's playing good golf right now. So we'll see about Taylor Gooch. Uh, Rory McIlroy, got to talk about my guy. I I think I'm going to bet him this week top 10. Back-to-back top fives at this event. He's coming off a T3 in Abu Dhabi, and he loves the start of the season. The first three, four months of the season are Rory's favorite part of the year. Until the players was – starting at the Farmers last season, right? Starting at the Farmers Insurance Open. Up until the players was canceled, he played in four events in that span. He finished T3, T5, solo fifth, tied for fifth. Loves the start of the season coming off a T3, has back-to-back top fives at this at this golf course, at this event. You can get plus 125 for a top 10 for him this week. I'm gonna take that. I think that's pretty good value for a top 10 for him. If you wanna get it, if you, if you like him enough after all of that, I think you can get him plus, yeah, plus 225 for a top five. Might even wanna think about that, but I think I'm just gonna stick with the top 10, I think. Another guy that had a really good week last week, Up until the 76 on Sunday, and that's Max Homa. Had a great week. Ball striking week was phenomenal. Putted pretty well. Last year at this event, he finished in the top 10, T9. He seems to be, like we talked about at the jump of the show, he seems to be very motivated. Like, he wants to play good golf right now. He's out there practicing. His mindset seems a little different. He looked very focused out there. I'm not saying he doesn't normally look focused, but he looks like he's just in another zone. I think he can bounce back in this spot, and I don't even need to, like... You're not even bouncing back, really. You're bouncing back off of one bad round. You played great all week. You were co-leading after 54 holes. Like, you had a good week, a good tournament. In a spot where he's coming off of a top 10 at this event, and he's playing good, you can get probably pretty good value for him with a top 30 or top 40 once all that, once all the numbers come out. If I can find him really quick, I don't know. He might even be further down on the list than Gooch is, to be completely honest he's underneath gooch i haven't seen i'm scrolling through it right now plus Plus eleven thousand to win this golf tournament coming off a top 25 finish 54 hole leader top 10 last year like you're going to be able to get crazy good value for a top 40 there so i think i'm going to bet on max again max kind of hurt me a little bit last season because i kind of bet on him a couple tournaments in a row and i think i only won once but with all of that combined it's my guy i think you can get him top 30 top 40 probably hinged probably lean toward top 40, but I like him in that spot. And then a guy before I go over a couple guys quickly, a guy that I think is in for a really good week is Patrick Reed. I think he's in for a big week. He missed the cut at the American Express. He kind of went through a pattern last year where he was like bad tournament, good start, bad tournament, good start. It was really strange. He had a really tough Friday. But with the weather that's projected, when you get those first two days, and obviously we don't know what day he's playing south, but at a long course like south, when the wind starts picking up, it's going to be colder, right? It's, it's going to be low 60s, high 50s all week. Greens are going to start getting missed in regulation. You're going to have to start getting up and down. His short game is ridiculous. He can get up and down from anywhere anywhere. And he has good history here. His last two finishes here are a T six in twenty twenty and a T thirteen in twenty nineteen. So he's not the longest guy on tour, but his wedge game and his short game is phenomenal. He's one of the best putters, even though I mean on Poa, it's kind of a kind of a crapshoot. But I think Patrick Reed, just because of his short game and with the weather, we're going to get the first two days. I think Patrick Reed is in for a really good week. So if you can get good value for him for a top twenty, I think I would. I think I would jump on that right now. He sits at plus twenty five hundred. He's number seven. He's the seventh favorite. So for a top 20, he's going to be plus money for sure. He'll be plus 160 probably for a top 20. I think I would take that. I like Patrick Reed this week. If you like him enough after all that, he's plus 300 for a top 10. But I just think he can bounce back from the American Express. He's a very tough kid, obviously. Uh, and he's, his short game is disgusting. So I think he can, he can be dangerous around Tory Pines. But getting into some of the other guys... Uh, i would I would honestly look at last year's champion, Mark Leishman. He can still move it. Uh, he's getting a little disrespect with his odds he's way down there on the list but I think he can have a really solid week he had a he had a really good showing at the Sony open I think he top five at the Sony so he's been playing good golf at return returns to a course where he's the defending champion that's a recipe for probably a top 30 top 20 finish so that's another guy I would look at Jason Day is ridiculous at this golf tournament he won in 2015 and 2018 as a runner-up finish in 2014 he had a T5 and a T16 in the last two years like all he does is top 20 in this tournament and you're going to be able to get plus odds for him for a plus 20 even a top 30 or top 30, top 20 rather top 30 you might even be able to get um plus odds with him because he's at plus 3400 so we'll see he has a uh, t7 and t12 and two of his last three starts too so he's been playing some pretty decent golf of late combine that with his insane form at torrey pines he could be got to look at and cameron davis is another guy Cameron Davis hits the shit out of the golf ball, which is huge at Torrey Pines. He's 10th on tour in driving distance. I think that was last year, or it might be actually current stat. He shot 66, 64 over the weekend last weekend at the Stadium course. He finished in third place. He's been knocking on the door, I bet actually. I last season I had him on the card a couple of times and he actually won me money I think both times. This is a spot I think that he could be dangerous. He's plus 5500 going into the week. I think that he could top thirty, even top twenty. I think you could definitely get him that for, just because when you can hit the ball as long as he can, and he does it does it pretty accurately too. And coming off a hot weekend at the closest or the second closest course comparison to Tory Pine South, I think that's huge. So Cameron Davis will definitely be in the cards in some fashion on Wednesday. So definitely look into that. And then I saw a bunch of people are talking about this guy just because his odds are so damn low. Brent Snedeker is getting disrespected at a golf course that he's won at a lot. Uh, he was plus in the 10,000, I think, in that range, somewhere in there. I don't know. I haven't, plus 16,000 on DraftKings as I, as I'm looking at it right now. He dominates this event, dominates this event six since 2010 he has won it twice he has two runner-ups in three other top 10 not including any of those so all he does and fit is finish in the top 10 and he tied for third last season so even though he can't hit the ball a long way like a Cameron Davis or a Jason Day or a Roy McIlroy he just is able to kind of just plot himself around this golf course he knows it very well he's a great putter he has a great short game. He's a good game when it gets windy. When the weather's not great, he can still turn it on. He's a guy that I w- is definitely going to be on the card for a top forty, especially since you're probably going to be able to get crazy good value for him just because he's plus sixteen thousand on DraftKings. Crazy for a guy that has had that success at Tory Pine. So what is that? That's two wins, two runner ups, and three other top. That's crazy numbers. Seven top tens since 2010, insane, so definitely look into Brant Snedeker uh, for a top 40, top 30, something like that, How much, however you like him, but I, he's definitely gonna be on the card when it comes to on twilight9.com Wednesday, uh, late morning, but that's it guys, that's all we got, make sure, the show is growing and I love to see it, it's so cool to watch, uh, I'm starting to get messages through the Instagram, uh, we're gonna start a, I, I brought this up a while ago And then it never really kicked off. But since the show is growing and in a place that we can actually do this on a regular basis, we're going to add starting next week, we're going to add a listener pick segment where it's either going to be, I'll have somebody send me an audio file and I'll plug it into the show or they'll just send me a bet and I can read it and their reasoning why. Uh, But we're going to start that next week. So look out for that. So if you want to reach out to me and say, I have a good pick for next week, definitely do that once you listen to this. Uh, but yeah, we're just very, very excited. We have some big plans for the PGA Tour going to events and stuff this year. That's going to be awesome. But yeah, keep sharing the show around, share it to friends, share it to family. It's, it's pretty awesome. Put it on the Instagram story, however you want to do it. It's pretty great. Follow the Instagram at twilight9pod. Make sure to pay attention to the twilight9 blog, twilight9.com. Pay attention to all that. The personal Instagram is at Riley Hamill underscore if you want to follow me over there as well. And enjoy the golf this week. No football. There's no football to compete, so there's no reason why you shouldn't watch golf this weekend. The farmer's insurance, no football, Super Bowl, my boys back in the Super Bowl, quick uh, plug for my boy T, but enjoy the golf this weekend, and I will talk to you guys next week. Peace, guys.